Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley. Season 3, Episode 74. Today's topic is video game potpourri. And with me to discuss video games of various sorts are uh, my two co-hosts, Shy and Van. Good what afternoon, do. evening, gentlemen. Hi. Wow. Always bringing the energy. Energy is high in the middle, maybe a little bit lower on the sides. We'll try to get some equilibrium as we go forward. All right. Question of the day. Um, that's what we do first here on the Focus Target Podcast. Uh, today's question of the day is a callback to our, our last podcast, which was sports related. And, you know, we'll, this will be a multi-part question because um, we're going to have to go over our, our predictions and results from the weekend that was in the NFL. But um, today's question is what so, – so we talked about the major sports last time, primarily baseball, football, hockey. Uh, we maybe touched on basketball a little bit. I don't really remember. I don't think either of us follow that that much. But other than the, the big four in the United States, uh, you know, hockey, football, basketball, baseball, um, do you follow any other sports? Um, you know, what, um, what, what other things are you into? Uh, are there any niche sports that, that you're into? That's, that's your question of the day. So I'm going to start with Shy. Because um, Van's taking a drink. Nice. Right now, uh, <laughs> not much. Uh, it's pretty much just football. But when I was a young kid growing up in Seattle, uh, Seattle had a number of powerhouse teams in the personal sports league. We had Ken Griffey Jr. playing for the Mariners. We had the Seattle Supersonics with Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. And uh, um, so I, we actually followed a bunch of different Seattle teams at the time. But then we moved away. You know, Seattle lost the Sonics. I, I'm sure they still have the Mariners, but I, I have not followed them in a long yes. time. So, yeah, I used to, but not anymore. So I thought you might bring up esports to some denomination because I feel of all of it, you might be the one who would be more interested in esports, but maybe not. I guess I just I just totally didn't answer your question anyway because all those are other major sports teams. I wasn't gonna. So. I was gonna. I was not gonna point that out. Just out of respect I'm saying to other sports. Coach, no, that's fine. I totally no. Um, there was a time when I followed some esports. I didn't say. I wouldn't say I followed like. When I think of following sports, I think of like knowing the stats, following the teams, knowing all that. There was mm-hmm. a time when I was watching like League of Legends matches, um, but I wouldn't say that I really knew like the records or I knew like their strengths or weaknesses. It was just I enjoyed watching them and I felt like I learned more about the game. So mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten into any other like more like niche sports. Um, Cricket? No? <laughs> Badminton? Badminton? <laughs> what, about, what about you? Only in my backyard. What mm-hmm. about you, Van? So Shini just bought us a badminton set. Nice. So we started batting around the cock in the backyard for a while mm-hmm. and actually came back to us pretty quickly how well we could both handle that cock together. So it's kind of weird though. Cause like you hit it really hard and it goes like super Dude. fast for the first two inch feet. And then it like starts to slow down and then fall down. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, no, I don't follow anything else. Nothing with, with vehicles. No, go, go. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I'm a big race fan. So specifically Formula One, I used to follow the America Le Mans series before it went WeatherTech, before it went Rolex and all those other things. Um, so I'm a big um, Formula One fan. And there's a lot of shakeups um, that don't mean anything to people who are not Formula One fans. But um, I've never been to a Formula One race, but I do hope to go to one soon because they do race here at the Circuit of America's Coda track in Texas. So may one day I'll have to swing by and, and take a trip over there. But super exciting. 
Uh, like I said, big mix up of drive or big change up of drivers. Some legendary drivers are coming back. People you may have actually heard of, like Fernando Alonso, one of the most famous race. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Did you looking say forward they, to the. Did you say in station? They, they they race in Texas. Yeah. They're just gonna swing by. Circuit of the Americas in Texas, Coda. Just Isn't drive like over there. You? Just just. <clears throat> I like feel like I'm ten hours away. Okay, gotcha. I was thinking like in California, like somewhere no. maybe a little bit closer to home, but no, closer to me than it is to you. It is. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I remember you and um, you and one of our friends of the podcast, didn't they, you drive from New Mexico to Colorado one time and it was like the highlight of your life or something. Oh, that was you shy. Yeah. yeah a couple <laughs> well, me and a couple friends of the podcast. We, yeah, we did it separately. That was right before, that was right before our final podcast before our break. Uh, our live podcast that we did together. Um, oh yeah, no, we uh, because that was the week before <laughs> my wedding. I drove down to Rido's in in uh, in Albuquerque from Denver, which is about six hours, yeah. and I hung out with him and Shy and Ray and did was it just the three of us? Did Tankin? Did Tankin? I think Tankin was. There. I think Tankin came a day later, didn't he, or something? I think Tenken did come. I, huh. I don't no, I don't know if Tenken Well and did. you and I didn't know you were coming. I don't remember that part yes. of it. But like when I arrived yes. at the airport, you were you were just standing there with the other guys. Yes. Um it was a surprise. I only Rido knew I was going down. So I surprised him oh, and we hung out. Then I drove back up separately and then they followed a couple of days later. Um, because I had to do wedding preparations. It was a beautiful drive. I got pulled over twice on once on the way down and once on the way back for speeding. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that it was very enjoyable it didn't like it was was the first job. time huh? <laughs> well you did know you get the, ticketed or, or did yeah you, both times did you pull out your white uh, both times card? you know the second time oh, was bullshit because wow. the second time i was really trying to not speed and i i was going real like i was following the you law you got ticketed everything. both times you're trying to not speed <laughs> i was real. i was i was well like i was trying to i was trying to be very disciplined my car i just couldn't control the car I just kept no, going above the speed yeah, limit no more like the, like i was I was being very mindful of my speed for the first like hour and a half on my way out of Albuquerque. Like I wasn't letting myself go more than like five over. And then we kind of got up into the mountains. I was following this big ass truck and he just kind of was creeping. I was just kind of following along and the cop busted me. And uh, that was, that was, that was unfortunate, but um, you know, it was a cool drive. I saw an awesome thunderstorm. Were they in the same same state? No, one was Colorado. No, one was Colorado. Mexico. So, that's cool. So you had like First moving thing. violations in two different states. Yeah, yeah, and the New that's Mexico cool. one didn't go on my didn't go on my on my points. That's what I mean. Like that's why that's uh, that's why it's good. Otherwise, yeah, it's it was very good. Your... So last time I was pulled over. So it's been it's been a while. It's been quite a while. Maybe I'm due. When it rains, uh, it pours, huh? Yeah. Anyway, so that's enough of that. I'm going to answer my own question really quickly. I don't really follow much else. Um, I'm very I'm kind of knowledgeable about a lot of other sports that I'm not that interested in because I listen to like the PTI show on podcast basically every day since I was like a little kid. Um, I love that show. I love Will Bond and Kornheiser and, and I'm, they're like the best. And so like you just pick up a lot about what's going on in the world of like tennis and golf and stuff like that sports that i don't wouldn't otherwise know anything about but i can't really say i follow them or okay so what i'm educated other than those would you follow if you were to follow another sport probably soccer you know i do get into the world cup when it comes around and like like, everybody does it's pretty infectious like it's it's fun to watch it's quick there's some nationalism behind it soccer i think is the is the closest 
sport to hockey in my opinion and has a lot of the things i like about hockey um but it also has a lot of things i don't like as much um it's like hockey i think is the right combination of difficult enough to score that it's very exciting when you score but still very high energy and high pace and high danger of, of actually scoring soccer takes a little bit too far where it's like it's very cool when you get a goal because it's so rare but it's because it's so fucking rare and like for a long period stretches of the game the ball's just kind of bopping back and forth and nobody's really doing anything so um soccer's got its moments for sure though so that's where football um so that's probably the, where i would go if i if i had to pick something so Football, All right, so, not to be confused with hand egg hand egg yeah uh, speaking of new hand eggs um we need to talk about our our playoff predictions briefly um we talked we had um i think we all had kind of a rough week um i don't think anybody was really going for tom brady in the in the past I was. and what I went, I went for buccaneers oh that's right you did you did go for the buccaneers what four i predicted four for four Oh, you did going for the box, oh, but I okay. said it has Tom Brady. Therefore, he is going to win. You went four for four. There were only two games. No, there were four games. Well, there were four games. This is we, we remember we didn't. Sorry. We didn't oh, yeah, have, you're right. We didn't you're have right. Yeah. Last week, so, so we did six games, right? Yes. Basically. Yes. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't pick the. I uh, would not have predicted the Buccaneers to beat uh, Green Bay, though. That would have. I would have not have predicted that at all. So now we have the Kansas City Chefs. And Tom Brady led Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. I'm not even sure I'm going to watch because to me it's kind of a lose lose. And like, I don't like having to go for Kansas City, but I don't think I can go for Brady. So it's just kind of a a, a very sad result for me. Like, right, who's going to Who's going to win? I I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think mm-hmm. they're the better team, honestly. And as long as Mahomes is healthy, I remember he got knocked out in the previous game with a concussion. But I didn't I think, think he was going to play. Was, he was back. He was back. What wasn't he against yeah. the Browns? Yeah, I didn't watch a whole. I didn't think he was going to play, but he was back and he played. Yeah, so I mean, I think if he's in, uh, I'd go the Chiefs. If if Mahomes is out for some reason, I would I would probably say that I lead towards the Bucks. What about you, Shy? I mean, I feel like Brady's what the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> underrated? I don't, I don't I don't even know who do I think is going to win. I don't really know either team really that well, so it'd be hard for me to make a claim. Um, I, it seems like so. Then make a guess. I'm sure it'll be a good game. Both it's gonna teams be a terrible play game. hard, my man. Both teams play hard. <laughs> what about you, Van? What, who who you've taken? Chiefs? Or you I don't want to take anybody. I, I don't either. That's why I'm probably not going to watch. I, I will get no satisfaction either way. I think the chefs are going to win. <laughs> yeah. what the, who are the chefs? <laughs> what if they tie and they have to award the Lombardi Trophy to like a third team or something? <laughs> I don't think they would work. Uh, it doesn't really work that way, Shy. Like. Everybody on There's both no teams tying. gets injured, it's called, it's called and they like have to forfeit to cancel due to COVID. And they're like, That's, "Well, still would just be a postponement." They're like, "The I Broncos think. are available to play in the Super Bowl yeah. this year." No, but they would not be anybody's second choice for a Super Bowl show up. Let me tell you that. Even here in Denver, we'd be like, "We don't deserve that." Like, would you want to earn Bron- our shit? Broncos and Raiders for the Super Bowl. Well, that will never happen. That is impossible to happen. I mean, unless, unless they the realign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you never know. I mean, look at the, look at the NHL this year. They've got, um, That's true. they've you know, they've got everything all mixed up and a lot of teams that you never mm-hmm. would thought would be in the same division, things like that. So, all right. Well, that's that's enough sports for today. Um, if you have, uh, you know, want to tell us about 
one of the niche sports that you follow, or if you have a prediction for the upcoming Super Bowl, we'd love to hear it. Send it to our uh, contact information. We will have it for you at the end of the show. Okay, let's get back to what this podcast was founded on, gentlemen, and that's videojuegos, uh, video games to, to those non-Spanish speakers. Um, today, we're going to just kind of hit a couple of different topics that we've kind of had floating out there, and we, we may spend a lot of time on some of them. We may not spend much time. We're just going to kind of see where this does i mean obviously we've kind of already got a little bit far afield uh today so we're just gonna kind of see where this discussion takes us we're gonna start with the gaps between the consoles um so we've got right now if you're you know playing video games there's a number of valid venues for you to do that you've got the traditional playstation xbox switch TV, connect to your TV consoles, switch obviously kind of that hybrid with the handheld. Um, I think 3DS still exists as well um, and, and has some games out there. And then of course that kind of blends into the mobile side of it. You've got games on your phone, um, real games van, actual games that you can play on your phone that are legitimate games. Um, and then of course you've got the PC master race where, where, you know, where, where video gaming started. Um, and, and obviously games are still strong there. I mean, you got steam and of course you've got all these other companies wanting to be steam. So you've got origin and the Uplay store and a million Battle. other goddamn things. Yes. Um, so, you know, Lots of different ways to consume video games. And for the long, for longest time, you know, we kind of had a, a pretty standard hierarchy. You know, you had PC was pretty much roughly at the top, especially in, in certain genres. Um, then you kind of had your consoles, which is where the real video games were. And then you kind of had handheld stuff was more like kind of niche and fun stuff and more, you know, less serious games in a lot of cases. And of course, phones for many people were not ever really considered you know, video game devices, you know, some like still st- some, some people still have that opinion. Right. But obviously it feels like the gap is, is kind of narrowing. And there's a lot, there's a lot of games now that even have full cross play, like from your phone to a console or to, to a PC uh, more common with PC, but you know, there's a lot of games that you can play on your, on steam that then you can pick up and play on your phone as well. So, so let's talk about this a little bit. Um, and kind of get into it like what this may be more of a forward-looking question but like what do you think the future holds for like now that the gap between the mobile mobile games has really kind of caught up and like a lot more people game on their phone uh, i really want to start with shy on this because i feel like shy is kind of really uh, in a way the poster boy for this like you've kind of gotten rid of a lot of your consoles because you found that you do most of your gaming on your phone anyway. So like, what's your perspective on, on that poster boy? On what the differences are between. Yeah, well, well, just no, like, just like, like, so how, how do you see things moving? Like as, as games continue to become, are you Sorry, petting your router? No. Or his oh, it's cabinet? on my screen. I saw like this weird line and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it wasn't in real life, but it was on my screen. That's a good router. Keep keep giving me internet. He was petting his cabinet, but uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't think that like, I don't think that mobile is going to take, like completely take over the market, I guess, if that's kind of what you're asking. Uh, It is, I guess that could be one perspective. I guess the, I guess my question is about like, how do you answer somebody like Van who still says that 
games aren't real on mobile. On, I mean, on he phones, doesn't. Like... I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, that's <laughs> that's okay. I mean, he just refuses to try it out. But I, I don't know. I don't. Um... <sighs> gaming's. Di- I think gaming's very different on all the different mediums. You know, I think that like whether you're playing on a PC or a console or mobile, I think you're getting a different experience. I think that. The cool thing about today, like this day and age, is that gaming is is more available everywhere. You know, like before, like yeah. if you had to have a high end PC or you had to have you know a pretty expensive console, and nowadays it's just so much easier to be able to game. Whether it's maybe even on a browser, you know, just like a browser based right. game. Oh, um, yeah. There's a lot of that. I mean that, and that's not new at all. I mean those have been around for you know a decade, if not longer. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your, answers your question little bit what about you i don't know what his question was my question is kind of trying to figure that out well this is your guys's topic so you guys tell me what you want to talk about i didn't put this on here so um can we talk about the dance maybe that's why i'm having a hard time articulating what you guys were thinking we talk about a new dance that i've heard about called the new egg shuffle (laughs) no not yet we'll get there yeah i want i want to hear from van though i mean do you so i mean obviously it's a running joke that you don't really consider phone games to be real games but like has that changed now over the last maybe year or so as you've been experienced to some more and, and had a little bit more playtime and games on your phone and seen the depth perhaps that some of them offer i don't know what it is exactly about phone gaming that i don't consider real gaming but i feel like i can stretch the definition of video games to satisfy an answer that will say, yes, phone gamings are real games. But, and, and again, I don't know why I'm so hesitant to say that. Well, I think when I, I, I think the only thing I can think of, the only thing that comes to mind is control manipulation. Mm-hmm. And in a game, it's more in, in, on the phone, it, you're really just your only option, or at least in the games I've played, I know it's not your only option because they do have like Minecraft with push buttons and, and fingers and thumbs that, you know, you move the circle up or down and it kind of acts as a joystick. And then there's some buttons on the screen. So you can actually play like you're playing on a joystick, but you're still just tapping a, a, a flat screen. You're not actually manipulating any um, tangible controls or whatnot, like hard controls. <clears throat> and I think that's where the big disconnect from me and what qualifies a mobile game as an actual game is the fact that all of them revolve around you not all of them again i I don't mean to use blanket statements a lot of them revolve around you simply just tapping the screen like to either collect something or to start a new project or to collect something or to start a new project or to enter this quest or something like that and there's no like i guess i can't see any scenario where you're playing like a first person shooter or a moba or like all those things on a on a on a phone so i don't consider it a gaming platform yet but at the same time it's like how do you stretch your definition to where a board game is still a game and there's nothing to like there's no controllers there so i don't know i I think if i stretch my definition of a video game um i'm okay to use it on a phone i just i think the whole control aspect behind it is like the big uh blocker for me so interesting so basically we just need to get you a a a phone controller like i have where you can like yeah they dock the, where you could dock your phone yeah. and, and there's an actual controller that well, you can or, use to, i mean what to i what it. i have is i have like a little super nintendo controller that plugs in via oh, that's like cool. your little like where you plug in the how do you use it uh when i was playing that Mega Man, uh that Mega Man x drive game i played it with that exclusively because that was great um but most of the games i play i don't play mobas and first person shooters and stuff so if i wanted to play games like that on my phone i would use it 
quite a bit, but like for like, you know, Defu and, and uh, Shop Titans, like they don't have, for one, they don't have controller support, so it wouldn't work. And for two, it's not really needed. But, yeah. So I guess, I guess, know, but like those games, like they're like one of the most popular, we don't, we don't have to bring chains on at some point to talk about this, but like one of the most popular gate, like MOBAs right now is a game that's on your phone. It's a phone MOBA. Um, it's like, I'm going to have to find out what it was, what it was called. Um, but like, it's like worldwide. It's like the, one of the, this was like a year and a half ago when I saw still saw chains every week before COVID took over the world. But like, he was, he was pretty into it. And like, it was like, th- there's legitimate games of those genres out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I guess if like, so there's, there's two holes in my definition of what is a game or what is not a game. And one of them, and I'll poke holes in, in it myself. One of them is, um, yeah. So say your screen was a little bit bigger, right? Say it was 17 inches, like, and you had a remote control to it. There's virtually no difference between what that can do and what your Nintendo switch can do. Granted right. switch is probably going to be a little more powerful. I, I would think I would imagine. Um, Maybe. but and then the other thing is, okay, great. So shop Titans, yeah, you push buttons to collect or you, you push a button to start a new quest or whatever. Like if they ported shop Titans to the PlayStation, would it no longer be a video game? Right. Even I mean, though, cause, I mean, shop Titans has a steam version, right? Like, yeah, right. It's yeah. On so the it's PC. already on steam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but Wait, anyway, Shadow Legends has its own PC client. <laughs> yeah. There's something else I wanted to mention. And I went off on a tangent. I forgot what the hell it was talking the about. The actual so. difference between the, the mediums. PCs, consoles, and mobile. What about PCs and consoles? Oh, we talked about mobile. So yeah, so, so yeah, that was mobile. Um, I, I think I just wanted to talk about the gaps in general and, and actually ask you two a question, on, a real quick question on how you feel the gap is between the three. And I, I honestly feel like they're all getting just a little bit closer. I feel like back in the day, there was a clear difference between what a, what think of your, your, your standard PC, not even a high-end PC, right? And then you had the Game Boy. And I'm talking like 20... I guess 30 years now, 30 years ago, right? So there's there's like a huge difference of what a PC and a Game Boy could do. And now you're thinking of your phone, which I guess would be the least powerful of the, of the three. We really got to look it up, to what power aspects this has versus a, a Nintendo Switch. Um, and then your your PC. And I don't know, it just seems like, it seems like the gap has narrowed a little bit. And okay. I wonder if, I wonder if there's, um, Shai, maybe you could talk to this because I think you've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, Somebody was saying that, and correct me if, if I'm saying it wrong, there's virtually no point to 8K, or was it there's no point to going more than 8K, like in video resolution? Um, I, don't think, okay. I don't think that was the statement at all, but I was talking to you guys about how like digital versus analog, like the curve basically of defi- of resolution, how basically like if you think of analog as like a perfect circular curve, how digital doesn't like actually like it's not perfectly curved. It's like stepping. It's like creating steps. Yeah, I, I guess. Visuals to create smaller and smaller. So like, right. I don't know that the, that the cutting point is 8K, but at some point, you know, like digital will get to the point where those steps are so small that Got it, is, it. it is practically indiscernible between like an analog or digital format. Um, Got it. I, yeah. I guess I was going to use that analogy to say like, how good is amazing performance to where <clears throat> the other consoles and phones and everything is just end up catching up because there's no point in getting better because you virtually i mean you can get better but if yeah. it's not discernible then what's right. the point like you can't tell the difference i don't right, think we're exactly. there yet but i don't I think, think so either i think you bring up a good point that one day pcs will hit the limit 
And at that point, it's just mobile and consoles for, you know, time has been just close the gap from then on. Right. I mean, they're, you know, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. And I, and I was looking, man, I got to relook at this, revisit this, but I was looking at something and somebody was saying, yeah, I can't remember if it was eight or 16. And they're like, your eyes can't even tell the difference. So at some point, like they're just going to stop making uh TVs like better or something like that. I wonder so. if that's 16K. I've never heard of people messing around with 16K yet, but I mean, I could see that being pretty ridiculous if they do have 16K screens out there and cameras. Yeah. Makes you wonder, maybe there's a topic for another podcast, but would that make people stop doing it? Like, would they see if people would still buy it just because it's better? Even if the fact is you can't tell that it's better? I think so. Just knowing it's better be enough to get people to buy it. Because you're always going to have those people who'd be like, oh, I could tell the difference when like every single, you know, (laughs) scientist in the world is like, or biologist in the world is like, nope, your eyes can't do that. Science. (laughs) I was going to say we should an episode on the emperor's new clothes at some time, at some point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in the bin. All right. What do you think? Do you guys, I mean, Smiley, I saw you nodding your head. Do you kind of feel like the gap's narrowing a little bit or does it seem like it's it's widening or does it seem basically the same? No, I think, I think that to your it's kind of goes along with your point that the i've always said this that each successive console generation is less impressive compared to the last because the jumps have been so significant that like there's just the ceiling is there like you can't jump as high you know like when you went from you know like the super nintendo era to the playstation era that was such a huge jump that like like you literally went from 2d to 3d and like the only the next jump there obviously is virtual reality right like that's the next place you had to go is yeah you went from there up to the virtual boy yeah (laughs) (laughs) virtual boy was not up in in any galaxy like (laughs) but yeah well, if yeah. you think if you if you think of it, like a lot of those early 3D games were not very attractive. Like no. talked to a lot of people who like whose like favorite Final Fantasies are like let's say like five, you know, four, five, or six. A lot of them, while they appreciated seven, will say like seven wasn't really pretty. Like they missed the sprite, gra- the sprite, you know, art of the of the originals. And but like obviously we've seen then how 3D gaming has become you know prettier. And you almost wonder if like. You know, we've had virtual reality around for a while, but it's really ugly. And like, is that, you know what I mean? That just needs to be refined and, you know, advanced yeah. on. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you definitely put me in that, in that boat, right? Like I think seven in, in some, like there were some beautiful aspects to it, but like, I much preferred like the Final Fantasy six and Chrono Trigger and end life of the Super Nintendo graphics. I think I still to this day prefer that. Like Final Fantasy VII's grace, saving grace was that it was a wonderful game. Like the the, the game itself held up. Yeah, the story was amazing. Yeah, and I Complex, mean, like, that's, challenging. That's one of the cool things about the remake is getting to actually see Final Fantasy VII the way they kind of, the way it should have been, like the way they wanted it to be is actually, like here's what we wanted to make. You know, so. Three, three months three. yeah size countdown then we can finally have our final fantasy 7 remake i think <clears throat> i think another illustration that the advanced advancement in technology and i guess this, this is a simple anecdotal but the advancement in technology has slowed just a little bit or at least the perception of it for me has slowed is because my computer is six years old and it's playing like most of the games now, with the exception of Cyberpunk and a couple other that are mentioned out here, it plays them all pretty relatively well. And I remember back in the day, like a three-year-old computer, you'd be hard-pressed to play any new release of software that came out. And whether that's better coding or the hardware now, 
is just slightly more future-proofed, but I feel like components and even, well, not consoles, consoles, like PlayStation came out, comes out like every, what, eight years or something ridiculous. So I guess there's, they stick around for a while. I think when you make a comment about being able to play recent games though, is I think nowadays that doesn't mean as much as it used to. Like back in the day, it was, well, it plays it at, you know, the resolution that all computer monitors are at, at 30 frames a second. Like nowadays, you might be able to play it at That's true. 40 frames a second at like 1080p, but that doesn't mean it's anywhere nearly as good as a computer that can run that thing at right. 4K at 120 frames a second. For sure. You know what I mean? Like there's a huge Yeah, you got, you got crap so, textures, crap shadows, crap lighting. Yeah. So it's, just, it's almost like, like, yeah, yeah I see what it's, it's weird. Like the baseline has been, has been closed, but the ceilings just as far maybe i don't i don't know like the ability to play a game it's much more feasible but how you experience that game i don't yeah also i think i'm going to check you on your playstation number um just using simple math i think the original playstation came out in what 95 96 we'll round it to 95 so it's five playstations in 25 years so every five, five years, years yeah roughly All right, are you ready to give us this new egg shuffle? What's this all about, Ben? Why are you always teasing us? <laughs> it's not even that big every, a deal. Every, I don't know why you guys just don't go with the flow. Just you, you honey dicking us? You honey dicking? <laughs> I don't know why you always have to be. Do you want a reface? I will give you a reface. <laughs> um, so anyway, so this is really cool. I saw this article um, maybe two days ago, and I, I wanted to throw it on the podcast right away, so I made sure that I talked about it. Um, oh, wait, hold on a second. Your computer has passed the initial quality control inspection has been sent to our burn-in section for stress testing. Yes. Just got a text message that my PC has moved on to the next phase. Live updates. <sighs> yep, you heard it here first. The, watching the van computer saga. Everybody's been wondering where it's where it's at for the last seven weeks, me included. We need a Domino's pizza tracker, but it's a van's computer tracker with like a little <laughs> gauge that fills up. For, you know. I should tweet out updates on, on the stage my PC's in on the Focus Target <laughs> podcast Twitter. Um <laughs> So anyway, uh, I saw this article. The first activity on that Twitter feed. I was gonna say, ever. <laughs> Next thing Smiley knows, Sarah's like, "Hey, you know Van's computer just shipped." <laughs> Smiley, we're like, what? Sarah doesn't. Have, Sarah doesn't have Twitter. We need an Instagram uh, account to get uh, her to follow that. She might follow us on Instagram if we did that. But <laughs> oh, that's funny. So anyway, um, new egg. So I saw this. So there's this new new egg shuffle. So this is pretty cool. So Newegg finally is catching on to what I think Japan was doing a long time for a lot of their hard to get hardware and components and consoles and whatnot. So Newegg recently released what's called the Newegg Shuffle. So three hours before they are going to release a or put up a console for sale or um, it, they included the video cards now, the NVIDIA video cards, which are extremely difficult to get um, and a couple other other hard um, to find components and they started a lottery system which like we've been talking about forever like why don't you do a lottery system so now they are actually going to lottery the playstation 5s and the xboxes and things as they go up for, on their site um, to try to combat um, like we talked about many times to try to combat bots and and all those things resellers and scalpers and all that stuff and i thought that was really cool because we had talked great. about it for yeah. a while yeah and so you just go up there, you, you log in, I think within three hours. So they're in beta testing or, or they're it's still in testing. They tried it a, a few days ago. Um, they didn't let anybody know they're trying it. So you just happen to go on there and all of a sudden it said, you know, like new egg shuffle, um, enter your email address here and we'll let you know if, um, if you're allowed to purchase whatever component. And then finally everybody started putting it together like, oh crap, this is a lottery system that they're doing. So they kind of just tested it like without letting people know about it. 
and then uh, as far as I know, I may be wrong about that. But what I read, like most people didn't know that it was even happening and they got in there, got in this lottery. Some people got their stuff and some people, of course, didn't. Um, but overall, it's it's a huge step up against bots and scalpers in the world of people trying to acquire these hard to find components or hard to acquire consoles in general. Right. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, when you think about how much a difference will make, like every time you stop one dude from buying 50 of an item and then hoarding them or, or marking them up. Like that's 50 different people who are now out of the pool of people who need them. And, you know, I think it really then helps naturally cut down the market for a second, you know, for these, for these for scalpers sure. to, to get there. So that's great. That's great news. Uh, I am excited about that. You were right. You said, I'd yeah, be excited. And- I am excited. <laughs> and so they don't, they're, they're going to run a, from what I understand, they're going to run a, a timer. So if you go to their, website the new egg or just type in google search you new egg shuffle or whatnot in fact i wonder if it's up right now but they are going to start doing timers like hey to get into this lottery login at this time to get into this lottery login at this time it's not there now like if you go to the website it just says this has ended i believe last time i checked but that's what they plan on having their new egg shuffle website being go to new egg shuffle bam you'll see all the stuff that you can enter for lotteries and what times they're gonna they're gonna pick and all that stuff so i was like that's that's awesome long time overdue but the big takeaway from here is that a huge company like Newegg is stepping up to the plate and doing this. I wonder if there's going to be a trickle down effect to the, uh, uh, one of our friends, the podcast um, Z's logged into Best Buy just to check prices on a 3090, which is like the freaking unicorn of, um, you know, GPUs. And he logged into just a check and they said, Hey, enter the lottery for the 3090. And he's like, what? I didn't even know they were doing this. So Best Buy was doing a lottery on their 3090 also. So he actually logged in and he freaking got a 3090, which is like oh. one of the most impossible things to get. He won, he won get. a lottery? Yeah, he won, he won the freaking lottery. So next time you talk to see. him, like, yeah, I know, fucking see. So he has this like unicorn. This is like the best process, like NVIDIA processor that's ever been made, ever. And he has this in his hands now, and he now he wants to build a computer Sorry. around his component that he just got. It's so. only it's only the best until tomorrow. So yeah, well, new new one will come out at least until next year. And in fact, I think it was released in October, so it'll be. He's only got about seven more months with this thing. Z has complained that we have not invited him onto the podcast, so we may have a guest appearance from Z at some point in the future. We'll have to find a suitable topic for him. But anyways, the takeaway from here is I'm encouraged that other companies will see what's going on with Newegg, see the positivity um, that they're getting in, you know, the tech culture and tech world and publications and whatnot, and hopefully follow suit. Yeah, let's hope so. Be a better world for it. Shy? Come on, EA. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess my next question for you is kind of down in the same, along the same vein, if you will. Along the same um, vein? You know, along the same van um so you know obviously the big differentiator in whether you got a xbox or a playstation or a nintendo console for, for the longest time was around console exclusivity right like if you wanted to play halo you had to have an xbox if you want to play mario you have to have a nintendo still the case today um but like really that's the only thing that really separates especially playstation and xbox i mean i think the consoles are fairly comparable power wise like and again going back to what you're saying like 
not really noticeably different. Like, yes, technically they are there. They probably have strengths and weaknesses and you might notice them at certain times, but for the most part, if you're just, you know, for the casual gamer, you're really not gonna be able to tell that that much of a difference between a PS five and an Xbox, as far as the technical side of it, it's about the games that you play on it. And so as more and more games like come out for both consoles or show up in other places like on the PC or have just timed exclusivity like we saw with um, with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake where yes, it's exclusive for a console, but you know eventually it will come out for other uh, on other platforms. How motivating do you think console exclusivity is? Like how much does that play a, a factor in what you buy or don't buy? I'm going to start with uh, Van this time. Uh. I can name maybe two titles that are console exclusive. And there's probably 40 out there. So it's not a big deal to me. <laughs> like, but what if one of those games is the game is a game you really wanted to play? Does that... So there's Gran Turismo on PlayStation, and there's Forza on <laughs> Xbox. Those are like the twin racing games that always compete against each other. Um, and I think Forza is coming, if not already, out on PC also. I know they have some of the um, older Forza games on PC, but I don't know if they're going to release the new ones, simultaneous release. Although, didn't Microsoft promise to release all games on Microsoft also, as well as Xbox at the same time, know, simultaneous I heard, release? I heard something about that. Yeah, I think we've talked about that in the podcast before, about how Microsoft, it feels like, kind of shot themselves in the foot, you know, allowing most people to have, like, a PC and a PlayStation and be able to play pretty much all, all any game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, but I mean, I had, I had Halo for the PC. Um, everything else that were console exclusives have like already gone. Not everything, but most of them have already gone. You know, to all platforms like, um, uh, like uh, Street Fighter, for example, was like always Nintendo owned, and that was like my favorite. You know, beat 'em up game, and now that's on everything: PlayStation Four, Vita, anything you want. So. I don't know. I, I think there's just less console exclusive exclusivity, at least with my taste, to make much of a difference. Um, I know there's there's other huge titles out there that are uh, console exclusives, but I'll I'll defer to my co-host here to talk about those since I'm less interested. Let, in them. let me just rephrase my question a little bit because I feel like maybe it didn't come out right. Like, what? What, what I'm hearing from you is that like the games you play don't really have exclusivity, so it doesn't really impact you. But like how much would like, let's say, let's hypothetically speaking, say, what if the industry shifted a little bit and Xbox and PlayStation said, this is bullshit. Like everybody just doesn't care about which console they have because they're too similar. We're going to really start making a lot of our titles a lot more exclusive. And you found out tomorrow that, hey, if you want to play Final Fantasy 15, uh, guess what? They just signed a deal with Xbox, bro. So you're gonna need to get the new Xbox console. I almost do, threw up a do, little bit just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Animal Crossing Two, Xbox yeah, exclusive. Uh, yeah, oh god. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay. let's say let's okay. say games you want like to it. play that you're excited for, which maybe we'll get to in a minute, are now gonna be exclusive for a console you had previously had no interest in purchasing. Does that? Do would you buy a console for those? Does that change your purchase plans? Yeah, I, I think the hypothetical is too 
like too vague, too, <laughs> too inclusive. Yeah, like, um, but no, I, I think there is some weight behind it. I just don't think it's as big as it used to be, I guess, in general, okay. is my, my position. And, and I do make that decision every single time I buy a Nintendo because those they've done a very good job of keeping their exclusivity yes. with Nintendo. And, sure. and if I do want to play Animal Crossing or anything Mario related, I know that I can only get, exactly. I have to play it on a Nintendo. So I, I do purchase Nintendos for, for Nintendo games. Shy? You have to wonder too if like Nintendo, like they keep kind of releasing innovative consoles, but that aren't as technically powerful as their competitors. And if they like are like, we got to hold on to our IPs because if you know Mario was ever on yeah. Xbox or PlayStation, we're, like we're no one's buying a Switch <laughs> again, you know, like, um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think like Van was saying, I'm trying to think of like the exclusives right now that really still kind of divide, um, the you know player bases like there's they they're out there right there's like the last of us's there's the ghost of tsushima's there's yeah. uh, um no so Final fantasy not so much right like that's actually one of the big um yeah like like they're... like like seven You've been remake waiting almost oh, a year on, for fun <laughs> so seven remake is 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 a standout though because the last final fantasy's what um i'm trying i'm trying to think um 15 15 was, was cross-platform wasn't it? i don't think that was an exclusive i don't, I don't believe um i think i don't think it was it came to pc later but i believe it released simultaneously on xbox we may need a fact check a fact a correction that's true yeah, next episode I but i'm pretty sure it was cross-platform i don't pay enough attention um, to xbox to be able to tell whether that's true and i think that and that was a big deal i think um <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right and and I so i think that was one of the biggest transitions in my mind like i would be surprised if 16 is not cross-platform um but uh yeah, I don't. Um, I would say that console exclusivity doesn't really. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a dumb statement, but doesn't really. <laughs> because you don't. Because you don't have any consoles. Oh <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, was, I, I mean, right. I, I guess clearly it doesn't matter to you, right? Because I mean, yeah. to, in the in reality. Everything that's on a console exclusively is a console exclusive for you, and you've chosen that <laughs> if it's not on PC or phone, like you oh, you don't care enough to, and, to to own those consoles. And I was really tempted in the last year to buy a PlayStation Four again just yeah. to play Seven Remake and also Ghost of Tsushima. I've talked to you guys about that. Like that's a game yeah. that also really interests me. And that's a game that they haven't made any announcements as any ch that there's any chance it'll come to a PC, which really makes me sad. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> So when Smiley gets a PF PS5, if he gives you your his PS4, then will you play Ghost of Tsushima? He'll ship it to you for like forty-five bucks. I mean, I would probably just look to be. I'm probably just looking at getting a PS5 at that point, and then having a PS5. <laughs> so, um, Final Fantasy 15 was simul released on Xbox okay. and PlayStation, and then it came out to Windows in 2018. Gotcha. What and Stadia you, in 2019. That's something that doesn't get a lot of talk Stadia. on this podcast. Is Stadia. Yeah. No, it sure doesn't. We could we could definitely rip Stadia a lot more if we wanted to. Rip it? Um, I think like yeah, when, if we want to talk about rips, repping. we could talk about how apparently when Cyberpunk came out, it ran more run ran better on Stadia than it did on a is lot of right? consoles. Yeah, because it's a cloud, you know, it's running on I'm their glad servers. You that's brought up Cyberpunk. I wanted to talk about Cyberpunk and give all our fans an update that the awesome patch 1.1 was released. That's supposed to fix everything and introduce the new game by breaking bug. Oh, did it? Yes. Well, you know, so. that, you know how the old song goes: ninety-nine <laughs> bugs in the code, ninety-nine bugs in the code. Take one down, squash it around. One hundred and twenty bugs in the code. That's how it works. And I think Z would gaming. appreciate that. And I can attest to that. I've been beta. I've been uh, 
trying to clean up my RPG that I've been working on a lot lately. And I had like 10 bugs from like 15 minutes of gameplay. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And that's through RPG Maker. That's not even pure coding, which really is is bug ridden because like so <clears throat> here from the verge cyberpunk's 20 uh, cyberpunk uh new 1.1 update introduces a game breaking bug players are getting stuck at a main part of the storyline it's unfortunate let's it make it easier oh in fact you should go back and try it on ps4 because it's supposed to be more optimized for ps4 well, now to be honest i was just about to say that i was uh, i heard that new patch had come out and i was i was i was just thinking the other day i was like oh i gotta boot that up and see how see see if it's a lot better uh, be but hopefully playing in a week when that pc comes in like i said i i simply just haven't had a lot of time unfortunately these days to uh to to do much gaming and uh, what i have had i've been really trying to enjoy mario 35 before it goes away um because that's a temporary game whereas like cyberpunk i own so there's no real rush <laughs> deep rock galactic yeah i haven't had much time for that either as as you know from all of your silent responses that you've gotten from me when you've asked if i wanted to play um all right well yeah console exclusivity anything else to say on that cool let's talk about uh do you guys have any upcoming upcoming games that you're looking for i mean obviously van's looking forward to playing cyberpunk on when not when the game comes out but when the computer arrives <laughs> when the assuming computer it's comes playable out. by then but uh you know what else is coming out that you guys are, are looking forward to van you got anything on your list gran turismo and final fantasy 16 half-life 3 i wasn't i'm not allowed to go there anymore <laughs> you're allowed to do what you want it's your podcast man that's true you gotta free your mind all right what about, you? What about you shy so i think final fantasy 7 remakes one that uh, has come up before a couple yeah. months out from that there is a game that i'm excited about one that i hope to maybe get to play with maybe van and sheeny maybe a z i don't know smiley if you will be as interested in this game but i hope i have hopes um van you've probably heard of this game already there's a korean isometric mmo called lost ark have you ever looked mm. into this? Have you ever seen anything about this? Beautiful game, um, but the like it's like Diablo. It's an MMO. It's like if you it's like if Diablo was an MMO and not just a dun pure dungeon crawler. That's awesome. Um, and it just looks beautiful. Um, and so once again, though, it's Korean MMO with an estimated global release. We've all lived this, you know, story, you know, ten times. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> been disappointed. I you am know, a masochist. Eleven, for 11 out of ten MMOs. times. Hold on, hold on. So listen to listen to me for a second. They have apparently. Um, the company, the Korean company Smilegate, has signed an agreement with it. Smilegate. Smilegate. You got Smilegate. Um, has Ooh, signed an agreement with AAA title. Has has signed an agreement with an American game publisher, Amazon Game Studios. No Apparently way. The company that's going to bring this game over to the U.S. Now, obviously, an unproven game studio. Sure, but, but a reputable. Obviously, from a repu reputable company. So the no. question is, will you know, we've seen these other companies, you know, I mean, I think we'll always be able to talk about the disaster that was Arcage and how, you know, a U.S. publisher gets a Korean property, brings it to the U.S., just doesn't, you know, it's just a cash grab. So the question is, will Amazon, who is a reputable uh, company who has a name to, you know, kind of defend, will they go for a cash grab approach or will they really try to bring this over um, um, in a good way? But so I, I guess, yeah. Is it action RPG then? Yeah, so it's like like literally like Smiley. I'll, I'll I'll post some videos in the Discord if you're interested. Like it it's like 
like if you think of Diablo, but like with a Korean aesthetic and like and just that kind of gameplay but but there's like raids there's like eight to 12 to 16 player raids there's dungeons there's so i'm not sure why you would, you would think i would not like that well no see, see that's why i'm hoping i'm hoping that that part would draw you in but oh, the part I that i know might push you away is it's a korean mmo coming to the states you know like i don't know i, I, know I haven't been, been burned that like song. that i yeah. haven't been i haven't been burned that way like you guys have so i think so. i guess the- so yeah, and and you you played what? Blade and Soul casually with us a little bit, right? Yeah, but you never I, got you didn't play that for at like all. A day. All right, no. yeah. So like, I guess I, you haven't. I really made a character. Invested. No, you haven't really. Invested I, maybe in that's games. why you think I wouldn't be interested because I was not interested in those games. Yeah. But that they sound very different. Like those sound like WoW cookie cutters. Yeah. Which is what I'm not. That's what I'm not yeah. interested in. But, uh, you know, MMO Diablo that could be cool. Depend. It depends how technical it is, right? Like that's where you lose me. Yeah. Is it like Hades or or uh, you know, some of these like games that are like bullet hells in a way? Like, or do they get to that point? I don't think where, so. Like, I think they really some, need to be good. It looks like some of the raids are are a little more frantic. You know, of course, like they're well, a sure. more proficient. But I, I, mean, I expect and, it's and, and there's probably difficulty. like difficulty. One cool thing is I don't know if there's parsing in the game, but it looks like because I've been watching oddly enough, I've been watching like Korean streamers because like it's not in it's not in US and there are like they do have like a Russian client and whatever. But like I've been watching some Korean streamers play and like it looks like at the end of like raids it actually like it like points out like 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 your, the mvp players they got like a little like spotlight thing so like it's like i don't know if it's their way of cool. but um Real it cool. seems like there's like a gradient of like it's not so much i don't know the difficulty of the game but it's like the it's like the classes which i think is something we've seen before in games like it's like there are easier to play classes right it's harder to play classes so there's like a beefy axe wielding like warrior who can do a lot of cool stuff but he's maybe not as hard to play as like the you know little like rogue who's jumping around or the sorceress who's like leblanc from league of legends you know jumping all over the place and like shooting off spells um so so here's the most important question though the question that always comes up when we talk about yeah. upcoming games. Yeah. Do we have a release date? Oh, no, no, there's no release date. I thought he was going to ask when we're we going to play together. Yeah, that's that was the question well, I was expecting. That, was, was, that you, you know. figure out. I mean, you're not moving the right direction if you're, if you're <clears throat> thinking about moving back out to Georgia. So, uh, <laughs> no. but that's all right. Um, <laughs> well, Shinny's going to have a computer in a week. Nice. A hand-me-down? So, yeah. <laughs> so, she gets, should be able to play. She gets your leftovers. Very nice. Five you get her, you get her a new computer <clears throat> no <laughs> i could buy her a new one just those things are expensive man computers are expensive now this is crazy yeah. so there's my All plug right. upcoming games yeah, i like it yeah. i'm gonna look I, forward to it yeah put put some stuff in the in the discord i'd, I'd be interested in yeah. uh, seeing what you got and you know amazon is is developing their own mmorpg yeah. so i wonder if this is gonna i guess give them some insight into what it's like to manage an MMO RPG or manage a community yeah, for gamers or whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of a test run or a, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, have you heard anything more about Pantheon? Mm-mm. Are they still Rise working? Yeah. Yep. Still working. That's going to be our next game guys. I'm telling you. Well, next, maybe if it ever comes Sign out. Sign sealed delivered. I'm tired of waiting for these games, man. Like kick them out. A lot of eight to play right now anyway. So maybe it's a good thing that all these games aren't coming out yet. Dude, um, would you, so Final Fantasy 11, classic came out we yes. were talking to somebody about this yeah like if, if would they, you genu- gave the genuinely wow treatment play to, absolutely 100% i would 100% i would yeah now, now again like it would be actually almost be in the ideal dunes circumstance until you were like 45 
you probably yeah you're probably right although 45 is not that far away from me it's maybe, maybe closer, <laughs> further for you than it is for me i don't know i think we're the same age so maybe not yeah, i think we are <laughs> like uh yeah i'd be all right with that though what's the rush it's, it's classic like you, yeah like you don't have the you don't have the same rush to keep up because you know you have a schedule for when the clock i mean again if they did it the way blizzard did with wow they basically released the base game and then said you know you can expect the expansion in six or nine months or a year or whatever and and so like if you knew you had you know like prometheus not coming out until 12 months down the road like i absolutely would get into that i think that'd be awesome would you try to relive your glory days of an elven dark knight called oh, no. <laughs> no i like to learn from my mistakes what would you start um, as yeah i'm wondering what were Ooh. the base classes? They were what? It was warrior, white mage, warrior, monk, black mage. Black mage. You, you always, you always, you always, always start as warrior. Yeah. I mean, monk? if you're going to be, oh, yeah, yeah, and red mage. I it, think. it was, it was, it was the, it was the six classic classes from Final Fantasy One, which yeah. are warrior, monk, thief, red mage, white mage, black mage, are your base classes. And you always, if you're going to do a melee class of any sort, you always start with warrior because it's the best sub for warrior. If you're mm-hmm. going to start a mage, if you're going to do a mage class. Probably black mage, I would say, because it's probably easier to level without a sub. White mage is probably a little slower. If you do white sub black, you at least get stone. It makes solo killing those first. I wish we had this podcast during our Final Fantasy XI heyday. Oh my god, an eleven podcast. We would have just been an eleven podcast. Oh, we would have. Oh, for sure, undoubtedly. To us, they would know. Like, yes, absolutely. Although you know, I, I do. We would have streamed our freaking yeah. Alexander's and all of our was not oh, that easy back then. Or, I know that's what I'm saying. Like if we if we had this stream Greek then, last week, we would be like the most popular streamers in the world. We might be. Maybe. Um, you know, I, I would do things differently though. Um, I feel like seeing the way the world is now, I feel like we were. I don't like the way we were. The way we hmm. treated the bullying. People, we treated people who weren't in our guild as if they were NPCs. And like, that's well and fun when you're in a video game. But when I see people doing it in the real world and like, that's kind of what our country's like right now. Like if yeah. you're not part of our in group, you don't matter and you don't really exist. Like that's, it's kind of become scary to me. And I, like, I kind of have a lot of shame about that now. I feel like the reason that's... we were able to do that is because we understood that we didn't take it outside the video game. Yeah, that's like fair. I didn't think you were but a like, genuine asshole outside of the video game. Right, absolutely. But like, right. so I didn't think anybody was. I didn't think people were like that. Like, I thought it was yeah. like it's fun because we're we're gaming. But like, you know, we don't people don't really treat each other like that. But then when you find out they do, it kind of like it kind of has left a bad taste in my mouth when I think back to to that. I, I think it's bit. hard because everybody if everybody bases their their video game mindset that way then it's okay right if every player of an mmo is like well it's just a game then it's okay but i I mean i don't think i'm sure there were a lot of people we did that to that did not feel that way you know where they actually were yeah um, you know you always wonder like when you do something small that's bad to somebody like what impact does that have to them that you never know about like whose day did we ruin then they went home and took it out on their wife because they were angry from us chasing them out of a camp. And Jesus, you know, like, Smiley, you don't I, go, I, do you go you down go, this rabbit hole all the time? So, well, that's what a philosophy major does. You got to think about the uh, effect. I don't know. It sounds like a catastrophizer to me. Not like, <laughs> I don't think that's a <laughs> normal mean, question. That one day, we, so the one day we ran listen, Donald Trump out of America camp and he put down his, he, he, turned, he turned his game happen. off and he's like, I'm going to run for president now because <laughs> these guys suck. and I'm going to fix the world. Butterfly <laughs> effect. 
yeah. Well, I mean, it's not it's not catastrophizing because it can work the other way too. You have to think about it like that. Like, what good actions can you do to somebody that you never know might change their life yeah. for the positive? Like, being an instrument of change for the good. But we're getting we're getting more philosophical here, which like I like. Mike we might have, we might we <laughs> think of what well, we made that kid a legend. All right. <laughs> um, getting back. On I topic. wish people were talking about me like we talk about Mike Joyful. Joyful, because maybe I, they do. You don't know if there's an aerodyne meme true. running around some group of friends. You know, like yeah. Um, the right, problem is, they'll be like, you remember those? You remember that guy who told us to reap our glory? I ah, oh, the reap your glory guy. Yeah, remember him? Like that was. They probably remember us. Probably not for the right reasons. Go uh, ahead, Chai. Come back to games, but I mean, you guys brought this up with by mentioning Final Fantasy XI. It's not so much a game that's coming up, but I feel like it is worth mentioning because we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Apparently, I did see that apparently the eleven remake or remaster Mobile Eleven was has officially been announced as being canceled. So yep. that is no longer um, happening. Yeah, people were holding on to it for so long because it kept coming up as an agenda item in the quarterly shareholder meetings for Nexon. And so people were like, dude, it's still it still exists. It's still under development. It's still a line yeah. item on the thing. Yeah. And then finally they're like, yeah, we're actually not doing that. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of glad, honestly. It wasn't, I just, maybe if it was a company that wasn't Nexon, like I would have, like, I would like, we talked about this on that podcast a while back and I didn't see a way that you could do it that I would enjoy. And you guys convinced me there was a way you could do it. That could be cool. Like you guys had some really cool ideas, but like, I don't trust anyone, but me to make it that way, you know, or maybe square Enix themselves. Like Nexon is not the, uh, square uh, Nexon is not the company that I want with that in their hands. I, you want, to, you want to talk about getting burned by shitty companies. That, that's my story is Nexon. That, that, they, they, they suck. They suck. You heard it here first. We're not sponsored so by of, Nexon. Speaking of old games. Yes. Yeah. It's we're all right. Losing, we're knocking sponsors off left and Listen, right. Like this, yeah. this podcast will never be sponsored ever by anybody. That was never going to be. That was never in question. That was never in question. Cyber servers. <laughs> Luckily, um, this doesn't cost that much to produce. Yeah, well, <laughs> as you can tell, sorry, shy. production quality. Well, hey, sh- shy's right here. I was talking more about like the content. Yeah, it was oh, kind okay. of a it was a group cell phone, not burn. Not Got a, it. Cell phone. A, a, <laughs> All right. So speaking of being are we nostalgic, done are we done? Speaking, no, I have one quick question. Then Extra I'm explicit. Episode. So speaking of being nostalgic, so we talked about games that are coming out. What about games that you want to revisit? I think one of the games that keeps popping in my mind for some reason. And it's I actually never mind. It's not for some reason. I know Final exactly why. Yes. <laughs> what do you guys think if the classic? No. So, <laughs> so mine is um, Space Engineers, and I think it's because Deep Rock Galactic reminds times. me of it all the time. Because every time I go in there and I start harvesting some gold mm-hmm. or something like that, I'm like, man, I want to play some Space Engineers. And I know they made like a ton of changes to that game too. So yeah. I think that would be a fun one to revisit because we played it during beta or alpha even. Yeah, and it was early. still pretty solid in, in that stage. I um, feel like I tried to get into it. I tried to boot it up a couple months ago. And uh, it was just like, there was obviously a learning curve. And like you said, it was very, very different. And I was just like, oh boy, like there's just a little bit too much going on here. Uh, probably would be better with a group of people to kind of learn together and help yeah, each other out. And fuck around together. Not have to and, yeah. figure everything out by yourself. And yeah, and it's always, you know, when you're trying to figure things out, it's always a lot more fun with somebody else because if you cause some havoc or whatever, like, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit more fun. 
All right, cool. Discussion, guys. It's great. I'm glad you answered yeah. my question about what. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about Super Mario RPG. Um, yeah. But I don't really know what I would play that on. I really don't like playing it, like the, the idea song. of playing it on an emulator. So. Um, oh, why not? Oh. I don't know. I'm just not. I don't know. No. Feels weird. To me. See, that's that's when you get a controller like I have, and then you can mm -hmm. do it. Like that's one of the reasons I got that controller was because you can emulate on your phone. So. If you have an Android, anyway, and uh, yeah, um, what game do I feel like revisiting? That's a great question. Um, I'm so, I'm so. Um, Should have been a question of the of the week for next week. That would uh, once again, Van, you've struck again. You were getting out of the habit, and now you've fallen <laughs> back into your old ways. You're a recidivist. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I've I've got too much to play now of games that I'm currently playing to even like. Like I'm not really hankering for anything. Um, I guess the closest thing I would say is maybe like uh, we talked about earlier, uh, Cyberpunk. I do want to go back and give that a fair shake, and I'm just not in any rush because it's like let's let them iron things out. And and honestly, because the game I bought, it comes. I think most Cyberpunk. If you got Cyberpunk for PS4, I'm pretty sure it was across the board. You have a free digital copy of the PS5 version if you get a PS5, which I think is pretty cool. So I've kind of been holding off on that as well because it's like if I if I don't have a rush to play it, eventually I'll get a PS5 and maybe I'll just enjoy it on that a little bit more. So, No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. That's another great example of a game that's come a long way and is much different. Um, we were having fun playing that for a little bit. We were. Remember, we, we, had a, we had some yeah. good stuff going. You know what else we haven't... We the, I, I got... We got and we started and we played like one time was uh, Stardew, Stardew Valley. We, oh my God, I love that game. Yeah. We get that that got eclipsed by Deep Rock is what happened. Like we started, yeah. we were about to start playing that and then Deep Rock. Literally the next day. Yeah. Deep Rock happened. Thanks Z. So wait, we, we there you go. That's it. There's the podcast that Z could be on. Got to do a Deep Rock yeah. podcast. We like all play it. it live stream. We'll get Z Com as a guest. In, de in depth, in depth analysis, color commentary while we're playing. There you go. All right, fellas. Anything else you want to talk about? Any of the new in? happenings at Riot? Might be, be able to. We'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. If what, he, what he can disclose. Old gossip, you know. Because well, because doesn't they're coming out with an MMO as well, aren't they? Yep, they're coming out so, with an MMO. Because I, I think he might be part of that. They have the correctly. Laurent. Yeah. So there's so, there's a lot going on at Riot. <laughs> I would totally play an MMO using like if it's League of Legend like universe and the characters are like the playable characters. I'd be all That's about the plan. That. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's literally their mmo plan yeah i mean league of legends is way too technically proficient and pvp focused for me but i've always loved their characters and the artwork yeah yeah i think they've got a lot of room to play around there so man maybe we'll have an inside look at that so you guys can look forward to that any final thoughts before we wrap this up today episode 74 the folks talking podcast no well thanks for being with us folks i know it's been a little bit windy and windy and uh sorry we missed you last week we uh had to take a week off for for personal reasons uh uh of some sort and i think we may have to take next week off as well for job related reasons so um you can look forward to us in two weeks when we will be back uh and maybe in the middle we might have a out of focus podcast we'll see how that goes um but uh if you have any feedback for us questions comments concerns we'd love to hear from you um we have a, a rarely used twitter handle at focus target we have a youtube page where you can find all of us in our visual glory um focus target podcast on youtube and of course our email the best way to get a hold of us focus target podcast at gmail.com so thanks again for being with us i am your host smiley this is shy and i'm van as always cover us porkins we're out